Blog Talk Radio. Sunday with your host T-A-Z and in the house I have D Lovely Happy How Sunday How you doing D Lovely? I'm good baby, how are you? Um, I'm good, I'm good Busy, okay, but you, I'm good you, uh, you scared me a minute for a second no, I'm busy with uh, you know, writing this fifth this fifth novel. Right. So my head is all on that. Yeah. Then last okay night I that. had to. Last night I had to edit a couple of pages for the new comic book that's getting ready to drop in a minute. Yay! So. And uh, and another uh, comic book that's getting ready to drop. So it's two. Well, you are busy. I've been very busy. <laughs> okay. Uh, my first thing is the COVID numbers. I haven't read those in a minute because we acting mm-hmm. like COVID and still is not still here. Shame on you. Uh, eighty-one point three million cases, nine hundred and ninety-two thousand deaths as of April thirtieth. 89 deaths that day. Not as many as it was before, but a lot of a lot of deaths nevertheless. Your opinion on this COVID thing? I know I've asked you before, but your opinion, do you think it'll ever go away? I don't. I think it's another variant of a um the it'll it'll turn into something like the flu, but with a or the, with pneumonia, something like that. But even with the deaths, I have to ask myself the obvious questions of the people who are dying. Are they vaccinated? Because that makes a big difference. Every person that I've seen or heard in the past few weeks that have come down with COVID, including the vice president and, and um, Jen Taki, uh, Taki, all those folks, they've all gotten it and come back just fine. Um, because we're all vaxxed and boosted. So I feel like um, it makes a difference if you have followed the guidelines and are and are using all the protocols that have been put in place. So, no, I don't think it will ever go away. We're always going to have a portion of the population who's made the decision not to get vaccinated. So it can't die as long as it has a host body to live in. And at this point, it's going to have several hundreds of thousands. Yeah, I kind of feel and I agree with you because it's going to it's going to keep on spreading around. Yeah, uh, we can't eradicate the common cold. We're not going to right. eradicate this uh, disease as well. I agree. 
Okay, y'all, do you believe the Republicans will try to steal the midterm elections? And we already see proof with this gerrymandering uh, taking away different districts from different Democratic uh, areas of different states that were Democratic, but they're changing it around so they can eliminate it. Do you think the Republicans will try to steal the midterm elections, and do you think they will succeed? Obviously, they're trying. Um, otherwise, they wouldn't have gone to the lengths that they've gone to to for this whole gerrymandering thing. Um, it's happening here in Florida. We've had we have two for sure districts that I'm I'm familiar with. One of this local, and they're trying to remove that senator because obviously he is a he is a person of color and they don't want that. So there there's a couple that I see that they've succeeded in because I know that they've already made changes. I know they've done it in Georgia. Um there's there's a couple in Ohio and I'm trying to think I think Wisconsin um Pennsylvania there's Texas. several. So I know that that's the plan. Will they be successful? I don't think so. I think that they're going to find that just because they make it harder, that doesn't make it impossible. And and we have just decided, I think as a people, that we're not going to let one group make a decision about how we we all have to live the rest of our lives. We don't. I don't. I don't think the faith that people had in those same politicians that they originally voted in that they feel the same way about them anymore. Uh, some of the things that they said, some of the things they've done, I think have changed people's minds. So I'm curious to see how far this will go. But I don't think it's going to have the results so that they thought it you, was. Basically, you say this is going to motivate people to come out and vote. 100%. I really believe that. Okay, the next, the next one I've got is, are you opposed? Because I let me let me explain. One of my friends on Facebook said, uh, she said, How come they're giving money to Ukraine when they can't forgive us in our uh, student loan debt? And of course I had to go in and blame Joe Biden for it. Are you opposed to giving Ukraine thirty three billion to help with the war? Or should the United States be doing more for its people uh, as usual. You know, I don't, those are two, they're not, we're talking apples and oranges here. So I, I can't compare the two things because they're very different. Um, this war has nothing to do with our our personal educational system and the fact that we are, we are um, forcing people to pay for school when school should obviously not cost you anything or it should be a bare minimum just to get educated. That's a whole different situation. This whole Ukraine war, Ukrainian war thing has a huge impact on the entire, the entire population, the world. And it's, um, it's an option to, to say whether freedom is free or if it costs money. And just like we've always suspected, freedom costs money. Freedom has never been free, but you got to pay something to get to the place where you feel like you have freedoms. 
So that's all they're asking for. It's like help us not be under the control of someone who doesn't believe in freedom, who would rather see people die than speak their mind. So all of the things that we we hold so dear here is all they're offering to another country. And I think that that's an amazing opportunity. I wish we could have done it for other countries, but that's a whole other can of fish. I can't, can't open something that this administration didn't have anything to do with. But at the same time, this administration is trying to reduce the debt of the young, of people who have gone to school and gotten an education. So that's in the works as well, and I hope it happens. I hope it happens soon. I totally agree. Uh, I had to go on and tell her it's not Joe's fault. Yeah, I have a question, though. I'm curious. I saw there were a lot of people who were were writing on Twitter and um, a couple other social media sites that they're they're angry because they paid their student loans and if the and if other people get forgiven for their student loans, they want to know if it's fair. It's not fair, but I think in time things change. I paid mine. Yeah, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I paid mine, so I mean, I can't be mad at it. Just happened at the right time. Just like okay, suppose I, you know, I pass away and they give out reparations. I'm not gonna get it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's true. That reparations comes and just. It comes at the time that it comes. Hey, I mean, hey, I'm just going to be ass out. <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, it you happens. You understand what I'm saying, right? It, I 100% understand. Yeah, it happens. I feel it like it's the same way when you um, start talking about rates. When you have some people that when they were trying to buy a house, the interest rates were so high that they had to pay a lot more. Um, in interest on a home, and then all of a sudden when the interest rates dip and another group of people get to buy homes and they're buying it at a lower rate, you can't say, well, that's not fair. They got theirs right. at a lower rate. It's, it's the time. It's the it's opportunity. It's when, when it presents itself if you're in that position. If you're not, then it doesn't have anything to do with you. Just be concerned about what yeah. you've got. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. You can't go back in time. It just happens when it happens, and if you fall in that group, lucky for you. That's the way I feel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure uh, there, there are people who know the same thing about slavery. It's like, well, that's not fair that um, that we have people who who escaped slavery, and then we have people that died. It's it's how the how progression works. As you as you learn to do better, yeah. you you. Or, and you do better, and that's just what's happening now. We've got a president that cares enough that's trying to reduce the the debt of young people coming out of school. Um, Maripol in Ukraine, evacuations are going on from the steel mill where mm-hmm. people were hiding in, and I mm-hmm. it's going on right now as we speak. There's a hundred people that were allowed to leave, and it was women and children, I think a couple of wounded uh, military personnel from Ukraine. Uh, the, U, the UN worked to get them out. There are still many people on the inside. 
D-Love, do you think that Russia is going to let everybody out? Or I mean, I don't know how they letting them out now because they hadn't let them out before. But uh, that was going to be my question. They had buses how are they doing out there it now? I, I, don't, bus. I don't know. This is such a confusing situation. Um, one minute we're hearing they're blowing up train stations where women and children are waiting to get on to trains so they can leave, and the next time they're saying, "Okay, you can go this way. Just just pass on through." So I'm not I'm not sure I understand if there's any kind of um, you know real option i don't i don't know if it's a cross your fingers and maybe we'll be able to go or not i don't i don't know they negotiated the u.n did and i don't know who they negotiated with they got buses they got buses out there for these people to leave and there were some people that left today Mm -hmm. but But we don't know if if, (laughs) yeah what if the next person next bus is leaving and they blow it there's no way to know it's a war. There's no way to know if somebody's going to follow the, the the negotiations or the promises that have been made. I'm I know there were promises about you know torture and harming children and and women and and they've not agreed. I mean they've they've uh, gone against those the, those um I'm trying to think what it's called. It's some kind of war etiquette. I can't remember what it's called right now. Treaty. My brain is. It's no, it's not, it's a. You talking about Geneva Convention? Yes, yes. So that, um, so yeah. When it when you start talking about what's been agreed to, you can't force somebody to follow the agreement when you've got a group of soldiers who are out here who are doing things based on what they think is right. So they may be following a different set of orders. Who knows? Oklahoma advances two bills bottling the Texas abortion-style bounty hunter law. It uh, it bans abortions at six weeks, and then the other bill bans all abortions in Oklahoma. It also Mm -hmm. allows anyone to sue the physician doing doing the uh, procedure whoever does the procedure, with awards at the least of $10,000. 31 anti-abortion bills are in 14 states around the country. Uh, how do you feel about this? Uh, I can already hear it, but uh, how can how do you feel about this, these stupid abortion laws trying to control women's bodies? Oh, gosh. This is this is so brain dead to me. I, I just don't understand it. I can tell you this. I don't have. I don't. I don't understand Texas. I don't understand Oklahoma. I, I don't understand. But I do understand Idaho. Idaho has now become the first state that says, you, just like um, Texas and Oklahoma are saying, you can sue not only the doctor, but the Uber that drives you there, or the the taxi or whoever the your caregivers are that you they can sue them for allowing you to do it idaho is saying and you can they're saying you don't even have to be from idaho and if you come to idaho to have an abortion and 
you need to sue the state you came from, we'll help you do that. So I find that to be amusing. So just like Texas and Oklahoma are stretching beyond their boundaries, Idaho said we can do the same thing. So I find that to be amusing. I I did hear that. I forgot about it. Yeah. Okay. I agree. So I I, I think to be you know, I think if I see I think if I see a police officer beating somebody down, white or black, I can sue the police officer for my trauma. That's what I feel. I'm I gonna, mean, I'm going to have trauma. <laughs> Might mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. I'm a citizen. <laughs> you mm-hmm. put me, and I, I'm having restless nights because of your ass beating somebody. <sighs> I forgot I'm on the radio. <laughs> beating somebody. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I'm done. <laughs> Almost slipped into some devilment. Oh my gosh! Uh, Thirty years since the L.A. riots and the beating of Rodney King, why haven't I felt like things have changed? Your opinion on this, D. Lovey. Your opinion. Oh my! I just watched the special on CNN. And this, the what you're saying is exactly what they said. Um, they had they interviewed one of the men who beat the truck driver at the corner of Normandy, and I can't remember what the other street was, but that truck that they pulled him out of the truck. Yeah, they hit him with a face. Yeah, they hit him in the face with a, with a brick. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and then the the one guy yeah. who they showed that walked up and kicked him and lifted his leg up like, boom, got him right in the face. They interviewed him, and they asked him if the, if knowing what he knows now and it was happening again, would he do the same thing? And his response was, yes, I'd do the exact same thing. And parts of me that made me you know cringe – his explanation made perfect sense. He said, because nothing's changed for us. We still have the same frustrations. We still have the same levels of being mistreated at a rate that is so much higher than any other, than any other um, race. And he said that anger is still there, and it's building and building. And if he said, and if it were the result of the same type of thing had happened that police officers who beat somebody right in front of us and we got a chance to see it happen and they let them go, he'd still be just as angry today as he was then. And that, that was concerning to me. But the truth is nothing's changed. So I get Nothing. it. Nothing. Nothing's changed. We're still dying at, at disproportionate rates. Yeah. We, we the list goes on and on. George the Floyd and all that. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's gone to the point that not only are the police killing us, now regular citizens can just say, I felt threatened. He walked by black and I had to kill him. She was in her apartment sleeping. I felt uncomfortable to her sleeping. We burst in and killed her. I mean, the the number of times that people of color are dying based on the fact that they just woke up a person of color and somebody else decided I don't like them living is astronomical. It's worse than it's ever been. Not better, worse. 
Right. I agree. That's what I said too. I said the same thing. But I when I see nothing's changed, so I mean, yeah, it's been a long time. Rodney King lived through his beating. Yeah. Now the thing that changes we don't live really. <laughs> right. So it's right. just that. Uh, the ne- the next one I got, all this information coming out from the text messages by Hannity. Another <laughs> mixtape was dropped by Kevin <laughs> McCarthy. And then there's Marjorie on my bag, a.k.a. Perjury Taylor Green. Well, what going happen to all these terrors? That's a good question. What, I'm, I'm suspecting nothing. I would like to believe that something's going to happen, but I suspect nothing. That's my so that's my fear. The Justice Department is just not going to do their job. Nope. This has been going on so long. It's just disappointing. I'm I'm so disappointed in in the slow process of how this is going. Some of this should have been handled, whether it was Clarence Thomas's wife or or um, Mark Meadows. Who, who, all of these people should be in jail by now. Yeah. <laughs> treason. For treason at the mm-hmm. most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they helped with this insurrection, basically. Mm-hmm. But it's all right for them to help with the insurrection. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, my last, my last, my last thing I got is Naomi Judd. Judd, uh, your thoughts? Just it's sad. I mean, anytime someone who who's been a a icon, icon who's been iconic in music, it's always sad when they pass away. Uh, she seemed like a very nice lady. I don't I don't know that much about her. I know that she was part of the Judds. I know that, you know, she's been on television. She's done movies. She's done a few things, and I knew that she was ill um, just from some talk shows that she had been on. But it's really sad that, you know, she passed away. I hear that they're going to go forward with inducting her into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Her family has decided to keep it going, and you know, just because she's passed away, not to stop the process. So I think that's that's admirable. Also, I heard it was through depression. They, they, some saying it was uh, suicide. So, oh, I don't know. That's what some of the reports I'm not gonna. Did. So she was an older woman, so you know, it could have been a number of things. Could have been a number of things, and like I said, I know her health had been failing her for quite some time, and so there there's a number of reasons that things could have rise. So, you know, what I don't know. Right. Yeah. Before we well, leave, I just want, yeah, uh, I know that's all, but I want you just to keep in mind, and I want any of our listeners as they are moving about their day and their night and the rest of their life to keep the name Kendrick Johnson somewhere in their brain. And if they get an opportunity to reach out to the the um, state of Georgia, 
the city of Valdosta and ask for justice for Kendrick Johnson. He was the young man that um, they found rolled in a uh, a mat upside down. Uh, they claim uh, uh, a wrestling mat. Yeah. Right. That they claim he climbed into to search for his tennis shoe that made absolutely no sense. Um, and that by the time the family was told that his body, that the the autopsy had been done, all his organs had been harvested and his body filled with sawdust. And to this day, that family still stands on the corner asking for justice for Kendrick. And they've not they've not missed one day. And that happened in 2013. And that's still oh. that's still waiting on justice. Yeah, that's horrible. It is. It's a horrible, horrible thing. All right, D. All right. Well, listen, in my brain, I feel like we covered a lot today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was seven things, but, yeah, we covered a few. Really? Uh, I feel like a lot. (laughs) No, only seven. (laughs) Wow. Normally, I only write seven or eight. Seven or eight, normally. Yeah. Because, you know... E sometimes is long-winded. <laughs> Listen, E is outspoken, and I love that about her. She is convicted in her words. There is nothing wrong with that. Yes, uh, being an educator, she is yep. convicted in her words, for sure. Don't miss her. Yes, she uh, is. Good, uh, have a good rest of the evening, be lovely. Uh, I'll talk to you on Tuesday. You sure will. All right, my friend. Things are getting hot right. in that story, though, ain't it? Oh, my goodness. I can't even begin to tell you how excited it is. And that story is true, super exciting. <laughs> and, you th- and, and it has you thinking, like, what? Is this going to Yeah, what? you had me going one and I'm telling you, I was like, no, what? Yeah, yeah. That's why Darlene has said it before. She says, your stories don't read like the normal one. Normally, I can figure it out. I can't figure yours out. <laughs> yeah, you you leave my brain sometimes. Figure it, I figure out why my head is exploding um, when we finish. I'm, I'm glad that I do have you thinking. <laughs> That's a good thing. You do. But mm-hmm, take care. Good. All right. Take care, and All right, I'll friend. talk to you on Tuesday. All right. Bye. Have a good evening. Peace and love.